It's my joy to introduce our guest preacher today, and as I do, let me be quick to say a special welcome to all who have joined from the congregation where he pastors, our brothers and sisters from Binghampton Community Church over uh, across town in Binghampton, and we are so thankful that you're with us. Some are joining us from their congregation by the live stream, and we welcome you as well. But their pastor, a friend of mine, Sean Abram, is going to be bringing God's Word from Hebrews 12, 1 to 3 in just a moment. Sean describes himself this way. My life was given away to follow Christ in 2001. I love that description. Um, As we just sang, Christ my hope in life and death, I believe this brother's life has been a living testimony since 2001, and certainly in my experience since I've had the privilege of knowing Sean. He's married to Mary, who's with us today. They have four kids who are with us today. As I mentioned, he's the pastor of Binghampton Community Church. He's also recently been uh, assigned to be the director of Send Relief's Ministry Center in Raleigh. And I want to introduce him in a little less formal way that some of you may have just heard, blah, 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 blah. This gym, I think three years ago, I walked in and his daughter, who is a friend of my, my kids, and I had the privilege of being her coach. I didn't do any coaching, but uh, I had the privilege of being her coach for a year. About three years ago, I walked in and, and his daughter, Michaela, was in the gym, and I didn't know it was Sean's daughter. And about an hour and a half later, when that basketball tryout ended, Sean came walking in those doors. And I put two and two together. Oh, Michaela's your daughter. He knew that Grace Church met in this gym. He knew that I was one of the pastors. So when he dropped his daughter off for practice, he spent the next about hour and a half walking and praying these streets for our neighbors to hear the gospel and come to Christ and for God to use our church. And then then he walked in. That is just who this brother is. His life statement is, quote, take advantage of every opportunity to spread the gospel. That's his life mission statement. A month ago, I met him for lunch. I was late. What's new? As I'm pulling up to Hattie B's, Sean is handing... Mary may get on to him after, after the service today. Uh, Sean was handing $20 to a guy who told one of the infamous stories that we've all heard of a time of need. And I'm going to confess in front of you and God and everybody else, I'm oftentimes so self-righteous, I just am closed off to give people anything when they tell the sob story. And, and this man's handing 20 bucks. Now, I don't know if that's a common practice, but on that moment, I'm just saying that to you to say, Here's a guy who's trying to live what he preaches. Yesterday, my sons were out in this neighborhood. They see a guy walking up to them that they didn't immediately recognize. They know Sean. They know his family. Yesterday afternoon, Andrew and Caleb, a few blocks from here, see this guy walking up to them. The closer he gets, they realize it's Sean. He's driving and praying the streets of this neighborhood for God to work in power because he knew he was going to be preaching here today. And he's soaking the soil in prayer for God to work. I'm just saying to you, what you see is what you get. I aspire to be like this brother when it comes to simple sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. To be a man of prayer and a man of faithful evangelism. After I pray, his dad's going to come and sing a song following which Sean you come and preach as God leads. Mm-hmm. I keep on toiling, toiling through the storm and rain. I'm just patiently, hopefully waiting till my Savior. 
come again. Oh, I, I'm coming, Lord. Every day I keep on trusting in your word. But Lord, when the gate swing up, you know that I walk on in prayer keep me fit for service Lord it helped me upon every hand Lord I stood so many hard trials someday I will understand Oh, I, I'm praying, Lord, every day I keep on trusting in your word. But Lord, when the gate swing up, you know that I walk on in prayer. Keep me fit for service. Lord, it helps me upon every hand. Lord, I stood so many hard trials. Someday I will understand. Oh, I, I'm praying, Lord. Every day I keep on trusting. In your word, Lord, when the gate swing open, I walk on in. Teach me how to love my enemy. Oh, teach me, dear God, how to love all of my friends. What do you want to do then, Abel? Fill me, yeah, with your Holy Spirit. The right name above. Oh, when the gate swing open, you know that I sure gonna walk. Sure gonna walk. Walk, walk, walk right on in. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Abram. That's my dad, by the way. So I thank God that he uh, allows me to... Think we got it? Well, I, there you go. <laughs> that, that's, that's the beauty of who God is. And that's one of the main things that I've come to understand that, man, I can't do anything unless the power of God does it through me. So any shortcomings that you may see in my life glorifies who God is in my life. So right now, even as we get ready to, to preach the word of God, I need you guys and your expectation is to hear from God, not to hear from me because if it's just me, I fall short every day to deliver the heart of God in my own life. So your expectation is to hear from God. So right now, that's what we want to do. We want to, we want to pray, and I can get kind of loud, so all right. And we want to pray, and we want to just dwell in his presence. Because the creator of the universe is here right now with us, who created you, who's given breath in your body, eyes to see, ears to hear. 
The one who told the sea it can only go so far is here right now with you. He, we lie wide open before him. There's nothing I can hide from God. There's no reason to. So right now, let's acknowledge that. And let us bow our heads and you guys are pursuing God right now. You are pursuing his heart right now. The Spirit of God will say far more than I could ever say to you up here. So you are expecting to hear from him. And at this point, as we lay wide open before him, acknowledge it and ask God for forgiveness for all of our wrong, known and unknown. Because we want to commune with him each and every day. Confess your sin to him. But even as you confess your sin to him, also forgive others. No matter what they've done to you, and it's wrong, and it was hurtful, and it was shameful, and it was horrendous, right now, as God give you strength, ask him to help you to let go. He's able to carry all of that hurt and forgive for his name's sake and for your good. Forgive others. Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, just your grace and your mercy. We come before you knowing that it's impossible, all right, to live out the gospel on my own. It's impossible. That's why we need you. Uh, it's impossible for me to proclaim you and your heart. And to, so I pray that you would open up the hearts and minds of men, women, boys, and girls to understand what you are saying, dear God, and the joy and the peace and the power that they have in you to walk it out. So we need your grace here at Grace, Heavenly Father, each and every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to do what you've called us to do. We thank you for opportunities you give us each and every day, each, each and every moment to do so. Bless our time. We pray in your son Jesus' name. Amen. You guys go ahead. You can turn to uh, Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, we're going to look at verses 1, 2, and 3. And uh, even when it comes down to the church I pastor, we try to go through this passage at least once a year to remind us the importance of what God is calling us to do. So Hebrews 12, chapter, chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Uh, we thank you, Brother Jordan and the Thomas family and just all of you who are here for inviting us to allow us to be here today. We appreciate you, and I can sense the, the heaviness of the glory of God. <laughs> and that's why even in your songs, it, it goes back into resting in him, because that's the only way that you're going to be able to carry and walk through under the glory, because it's so weighty, is that Christ walks it out within you. You can't take it. Christ, well, you know, thyself, will have to die, and Christ must live, because of the weightiness of who he is. So even like I'm saying, even with this sermon, your expectation is to hear from God, because it's his glory and not my own. And that's the only way that you're going to be able to walk out this life, right, each and every day, day in, day out, day in, day out, with the right heart, with the right minds, because it's Christ within you. That's the only way that you can live a Christian life, is that Christ lives the Christian life within you. You can try all you want to live a Christian life. That's why people burn out. That's why they give up. Or they may say it doesn't work because they are trying in their own strength to do something that we cannot do. And that is to live a Christian life. 
So even through the difficulties that I know I've faced, and man, you guys have done a great work with, uh, in this community. It's awesome. And, and, and when I'm here and I'm just here to, and I've been sent by the grace of God, all right, to tell you about the great I am. And even when it comes down to that, that uh, I'm here to also let you know that you are not in this alone. He created you and knows all your troubles and heartaches and concerns, pains, successes. He knew you before the foundation of the world. By his, by his courage, we will break down the walls, the boundaries, the borders, the obstacles, and fortresses that have been built up in our lives over years of faulty thinking and actions. God speaks to us in many ways. He, he, he speaks through the Holy Spirit, which lines up with Scripture, uh, through His Word, you know, the Bible, through other believers, which line up with Scripture, and through our experiences and situations in our lives. He tests, quizzes, builds, strengthens, and grows us into mighty soldiers, loved as perfect children, overcomers of obstacles in life, and overcomers of even death. We will pass the test and we will not turn around. We will understand that we are never alone. We will appreciate our relationship with God and understand how grand, big, enormous his love is for us. We are in a relationship of love. We are safe. We are secured. We are loved. We are cherished and adored uh, by perfection now and forevermore. Yes, the weather may seem gloomy or rainy. The storm is brewing. The tornado has touched down on our houses. The, hurricane, the hurricane winds are whistling. But because of the Redeemer, the maker of all things new, the forgiver of all wrong has instilled into us life, vitality, eternity, fullness of joy and peace. Even though sometimes it may feel like the stinging rain is abusively hitting our faces, Sometimes it may feel like hell, golf ball-sized ball ice falling down from the sky, beating our bodies, destructive debris that is forcefully spun across the field of life and rips at our skin. But we must stand. No, we will stand firm under our indestructible bunker, our mighty fortress, our high tower, our bright and morning star, our eternal God. We are in relationship with God forever under the contract that was signed and sealed by the blood of Jesus and his ability to stay true and faithful. So now I know that this contract will never be breached, penetrated, or broken. I know this because I am in relationship with God and my joy is full. Christ has endured, therefore I will endure because Christ endures in me. So I'm here to tell you, Grace, run, Grace, run. And don't ever stop. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 reads as follows. And you know the word of God can do far greater than I could ever do. That's, this is your expectation. You are pursuing his heart. When he said, let there be light, that each and every one of you were going to be in this building today. I know that for a fact. And you know how I know that for a fact? I know it 100%. You were supposed to be here today. When God said, let there be light, he knew you were going to be here today. And I know that for a fact because you are here. That's how I know that for a fact. You are sitting right where you are right now. And God has a word in Hebrews 12, 1 says this, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged of the throne. Come weary and discouraged in your souls. Run, grace, 
Ron, you are on mission. The order has been given. Make disciples. Stay focused. Stay the course. Hold the line. March forward steadfast in love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, unwavering in Christ. God's plan is bigger than this moment. Christ is making all things right as we trust and follow him and as our eyes are fixed and gazed upon his beauty. Ephesians 3.10 says this about the church. 3.10 and 11 says God's purpose in all of this is to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in, in the heavenly places. This was the eternal plan which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. It is the church. It's to display the beauty of the heart of Christ to the world and beyond. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, and you see in Hebrews 12, when you see therefore, you look back in Hebrews chapter 11, and you see that uh, in, in Hebrews 11:1, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So trust and confidence and reliance in who Christ is and allow him to live life within me. Uh, 11:3 says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Uh, 11.6 says, but without faith it is impossible to please God, right? And verse uh, 7 of that chapter says, by faith Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the, for the saving of his household. All right, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive an inheritance by faith. We're surrounded by the cloud of witnesses, by God's grace, believers have been people like Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel and all the prophets, not flawless men, but men that God used to display his glory. By faith, they overthrew kingdoms, right? They shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire. Their weaknesses was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Others uh, courageously, though, be courageous believers who were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life. After the resurrection, some endured mockings and beatings. Others were chained in prisons. Some died by stoning. Some were sawed in half, and others were killed by the sword. Some destitute and oppressed and mistreated. Therefore, since we are surrounded with so many witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us that God has given us a beautiful journey. Life journey, it's a race that we're running. Yes, it is full of hills and valleys, mountain tops and valley lows. We are filled with plains of life, the mundane every day. But we understand that we are running a race, that God has given us uh, a responsibility and a joy and a privilege, right, to be in relationship and connection with him. Therefore, I lay aside the weight of unbelief. Because when it comes down to faith in Christ, it's the crux of humanity. It is Christ is the one that holds all things together. He is the one that makes all things new. He is the only one you can make sense of anything that you see in this world. Christ is the only one that makes sense now and forevermore. Because it is, he's reconciling throughout eternity. Prayer warriors, you better be praying. <laughs> 
Because one of the attacks of the enemy that's upon your life is to discredit who Christ is. That's the whole point. So therefore, the enemy will try to chop at the deity of Christ in your life that Christ is God, or he'll try to chop at the humanity of Christ in your life, that he became man to reconcile the broken mankind, which because of our disobedience was separated. And the only way that I can be connected to someone who is as pure and as holy as God the Father, I must have God the Son in my heart to transform my life so that all things have may, are, are made new. And now that I'm holy enough to be in the presence of the glory of God because I am in Christ and Christ is in me. Christ is the point. So of course, the attack of the flex, the flesh, the context of this world and Satan will try to destroy Christ in your life. Let us lay it down, let us lay down every weight, even unbelief and who Christ is. Let us lay down fear or hatred or self-righteousness or regret those shoulda, couldas, and wouldas that drag us down when we think about I shoulda did this or I shoulda did that. That guilt, that all that, and I can place at the feet of Jesus so I can run. I can't run with all that weight on my shoulders. He died on the cross for me to give that to him so that I can run this beautiful race that he has given me. So lay it down. Lay my distorted attitude down. Lay my unhealthy relationship down. May it be a human or an object. Let us lay it down. Runners in the first century, runners ran in the stadium. It says with as little clothing as possible, they would enter they would enter wearing a long, flowing, colorful uh, robe. All at the start of the race, all at the start of the race, these would be discarded. So this long, colorful robe, all this stuff was discarded. In like manner, the author is exhorting believers to discard anything that would encumber them and hinder them from running the race. Commentary. So, guys, what we must do, and I, may, I need your prayer warriors praying so I can walk down through here the way that I feel that God would have me to by his grace without. So to endure, when you see in, in Hebrews 12, 1, 2, and 3, you hear that word endure, 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 persevere, endure. What you're doing, what you've been doing here, I know it hasn't been easy. In many cases, or even in your life. But the beauty of Christ allows you to endure. So this is what we do to endure. And as we are enduring, uh, it is repentance, laying down that sin. God, I'm sorry for uh, doubting you. I'm sorry for not living it out. I'm sorry for not sharing the gospel as much as I should. I'm sorry for that. Man, COVID has been something else, something we have to try to learn to deal with and work with and how to share and how not to share or should I share or whatever's going on. But we repent of that and say, God, forgive me. I turn from that and I turn to you. Help me to understand what you have for me to do. Repentance. It's a first step. And we did that even in, in Matthew 6, 14. It says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Which forgiveness goes with the heart of Christ. If I have the heart of Christ, I will forgive because he is the one who is forgiven through me. Even though my flesh wants to hold on to it. My flesh, when people hurt me, hurt me I want to be angry because they give me some sense of false power that I don't have over them. That anger is just killing me not them, but it gives me some sense of falseness of power over the person who's hurt me. That's a deception of the enemy that's destroying my life because I can't move on. I'm trying to run a race with all this bitterness in my heart. It doesn't work that way. Therefore, he is letting us know to lay it down. He can handle Everything within my life, all of my junk, all whatever, put it down at his feet and look unto him. 
So repentance, to run this race with endurance, the capacity to, content, to continue to bear up under difficulty. We're running this, this race, you know, the, the, the purpose that God has for my life, the reason why I live, which is to bring honor and glory to his name. I thank God for my family and I love them. I thank God for my truck. I love my truck. I really do. I thank God for my house and I appreciate all that he has given me. All right, but when it comes down to all those things, it still points back to who Christ is in my life. And my life is wrapped around his heart because he's in me and he's living it out within me. And I bring honor to his name. Even in my brokenness, even in my weakness. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses, Therefore, we are also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnare us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So this is what we do to continue to endure, to thrive, to have joy in the midst of what you see each and every day. What you do is repent, God, forgive me, I turn, and when you repent, you look unto Jesus. This is your primary focus. He is your primary focus. The one who raises the dead. I know you saw the news last night. I know you woke up this morning and walked outside of your door. I know you've been looking at Twitter, Facebook, and how that has your mind focused and rob is sucking life out of you like a leech. You already mad before you even take three thoughts. You already mad and bitter. I understand that. That's why he lets me know, because of my relationship with him, looking unto him, he lets me know. Who he is. Because of my relationship, because of his grace that he abides in me, even through my weaknesses, because I have them. He lets me know that he has the power to raise the dead. I see him every day. I talk to him every day. He done resurrected, I don't know how many situations in my life already. It's a renewing of the mind, it's a looking unto Jesus. So that's what we do, we repent. God, I'm sorry for my sin. I turned from my sin and I looked unto you. The author, the finisher of our race. Christ has already completed the heavy lifting for us. Now he's commanding us to allow him to live it out within us. It's a, it's a surrendering. I heard it in the song too. It's because sometimes we can strive and strive and strive and man you get burnt out because you never measure up. I don't care how much you do, you still won't do enough. You can work from can to can't. Helping people across the street and we need to do all those things, don't get me wrong, because that's part of our faith in Christ. But if you're not resting in him and, and he's living out within you, I don't care what you do, it, it won't never be enough. It won't, it won't ever be enough. The beauty of the gospel is that Christ is enough. That he loves me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Every moment of my life, that's beautiful grace because of what Christ has done. Hey, so therefore... I want to follow you, sir. I want to honor you because of the beauty of which you allow me to exist every day. Looking unto Jesus. In his word. Fellowshipping with him. Communicating with God. Aligning our hearts with his. 
being with him throughout the day. So if I'm being with him, I don't have to worry about doing because I'm being with him and I'm doing what he's doing. Which is, he came to preach, you know, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And I heard a preacher talk about repentance, man, and it's so beautiful to see the heart of God and what repentance is. Because when I heard it before then, I used to think about, man, repentance, oh, 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 man. It's so, and like, uh, it's so heavy. I got to repent. And, uh, but really, which is true enough, it is, a, you know, an understanding of our sin. And then we need to turn from it because it is destroying us. The wages of sin is death eternally if we fail to come to Christ. But it robs us of life. But repentance is God's arms wide open just like the father of the prodigal son that he went out and did all of that stuff. But now he's coming home and, and he's accepted by his father. And just a side note, real fast, I didn't mean to say this part, but it's important when it comes down to acceptance, all of us have that need for acceptance because of the, the, the breakage of mankind from the acceptance of God the Father. So we all have a need for acceptance. But when it comes down for us to be truly accepted, it's truly accepted by God and what we're seeking for and what we're looking for as every human being wants to be is through relationship with Christ. And therefore, through him, I am, I am accepted by God. And that's my ultimate acceptance because a lot of times people look for acceptance and, and, and this place or that place because they're seeking something that they need as human beings. But it's only through acceptance in Christ. So, all right. But looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, that he's, di he's displaying his glory in me every day because, guys, I'm telling you, I can't make it without him. I would have stopped a long time ago. Man, there's days when I'm tired, and I thank God because in this race, there are times when I need to get alone by myself, me and the king, or I need to rest. There's sometimes, you know, I need to watch TV. There's sometimes I need to go outside and play basketball. But then there are some times when I need to be in the thrones of the street. And I can't do that. I'm an introvert, man. <laughs> I can't do that. But see, I know who can. Looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Man, there's so much there, man. Please go back and read. <laughs> it's so much there. Verse 3. It says, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Man, come on. How many of you ever been wearied and discouraged? How many of you were discouraged this week? Man, I say this all the time, but it's so true. Life has a way of beating the life out of you. It will beat the life out of you. The disappointments, the faltered expectations, the thoughts of man. The hurts of the heart, the betrayals. As we look unto Jesus, consider him. So, uh, guys, we, we're, we're, we're repenting. God, forgive me of my sin. I turn from my sin because I'm running a race. You got a beautiful race for me. And I look unto you. And, dear God, I know all this distraction and all this stuff coming along. But I, allow me to delight myself in you. And you give me the desires of my heart so I can have joy in knowing you even though I fall short every day. But you still love me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So, therefore, that love and that forgiveness that you are pouring into me right now because I know I need it. May I turn around and run this race and pour it into those who don't like me. The love and the joy and the peace and the kindness that you show me every day. How can I overcome the offense of the lady at the gas station? Or my neighbor that having this problem with this tree for the last 15 years. 
by your grace, I can do that, sir. By your grace, I can, I can invite people to come to church. By your grace, I know I might be a little shy, but I, can, I know I can invite at least one person over so we can walk through the book of John. You know, I don't know, walk through the book of Mark together. I don't know exactly how to do that, but I, 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 in you, in you, sir. I know I can, but in you, I know I can, I can, I can do that. I can, I can do that in you. So run, grace, run. Consider him, consider such hostility of the cross that he who was perfect sacrificed himself for me, that he was in a place of power and position, and he decided to walk alongside of me to suffer for me so that he could rescue me, so that he can help me. endured a pain and a, and a heaviness that none of us can understand because, we, yes, we see the physical on the outside when he was on the cross. He had nails in his hands and nails in his feet. Yes, we can see the physical pain of that suffering, but the spiritual side of being in eternal connection with God the Father and now some way interrupted or severed or broken or whatever that it may be, the depths of the pain of all the sin, of all the world, all past present and future, all at one time placed upon the hurts of his heart, the offense of sin placed on him, the wrath of eternal God placed on him, we would never understand. He don't call me to understand, he calls me to trust him, that's what he says. If I understood everything, I would be God, which is the heart of mankind, the pride that leads us astray. But no, it's not by my goodness, it's not by my understanding, it's not by my intelligence, it's by my relationship, connection with the eternal. And he allows me to live in a beautiful fashion, yet I cry, yes, I hurt, yes. I see a lot of successes also, but it's the beautiful journey that he has me on because we are running this race looking unto him. For consider him who endures such hostility from sinners against himself, at least ye become weary, so don't become discouraged. In your souls, keep marching. So run, Grace, run. Just be with God every day. If I'm with him, I don't have to worry about doing because I am with him. Be quick to forgive others. Uh, be, be one who reconciles people. Bring people together. Leave a legacy of faith for your children, your grandchildren, and your community. Sit at the feet of Jesus daily. Renew your mind, aligning your heart with his heart. Love, rest, make friends, disciples, right? Make disciples of people, people groups. Share your personal stories, faith in Christ Jesus. Live life on life. Invite people to your homes. Uh, continue to grow in your faith and relationship with God. Continue to sure up in your heart because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But then put that faith into action and God will reveal himself to you because he lets us know within the scripture that all of us who obeys his command that he will reveal himself to us. This is a guarantee as you follow him, loving him with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength, loving your neighbor as yourself, not knowing everything but constantly growing. Yes, you will fall, but you got loving people around you that he will show you his glory is who he is and what he does. Repent of unbelief, lay it down, faith, trust, run, grace, run, and don't ever stop because you are not in this race alone. Jesus is the commander of an elite force of angelic beings. Also, you have faithful brothers and sisters that are fighting in this fight all over the city, but also all over this country, but also all over the globe. So run, grace, run. Don't you ever get up, give up, because Christ is within you. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Therefore, run, grace, run, and don't you ever stop. 
Jesus, yes, of course, sets the course, but he runs the perfect race through us at the perfect pace in us, and he finishes the perfect course for you that he perfectly finished before you. Run, Grace, run. Don't you ever stop. Keep moving forward. Acts 2.24 says this, says, Whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. The power of God is within you. Yes, there are going to be times where you're not going to feel like doing it. And there are going to be times where you need to sit down and rest. But see, God is running this race within you. He will pace you. It's abiding in him every day. He will let you know when to run a sprint. He'll let you know when you need to pace yourself for a marathon. He'll let you know when you need to stop and drink you some Gatorade. He, all these things because he is walking out within you. John 16, says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Because there is, there's pain in your life right now doesn't mean that God has forgotten about you. If you are following him. And as we run this race, grace, we can be like the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy 4, 7 says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Because it is Christ within you. Come on, man. Ah. May the Lord say to me, like in Matthew 25, 21, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Woo, woo. Man, don't let anyone rob you of the beauty of connection with God here on this earth. But then understand about your relationship with him forever. Man, please don't let someone tell you something about God if they're not following God. How can they tell you something about him? Please. As we run according to the rules that we will receive a crown, a crown of righteousness in 2 Timothy 4.8, a crown of life in James 1.12, a crown of glory in 1 Peter 5.4. But then what will I do, you know, with my crown because it's not about me? Man, man, this is a hard lesson for me to learn as a human being, man. When, when God just strips you really of you to show you that it's all about him so because he's preparing you for where he needs to take you because his glory is so weighty. If you think you can carry the glory of God, you will be smacked down to the ground where I said, God, here I am. That's what I told him. I said, this must be, this got to be rock bottom because I don't feel, I don't, I, the only way I have to go from here is up. But that's when I surrendered my life to him, truly. So what would I do with my crown as I finish here, guys? Revelation 4, uh, 9 through 11 says, When the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and work created run grace run man he got you don't you ever stop even though you're gonna feel like it <laughs> sometimes but don't you ever stop the king is gonna help you process that process with him talk to him he got you he sees that he already he got his, his, he got you but then you got each other to process with. Run, Grace, run, and don't ever give up because the race that he has for you, it's worth it. People surrendering their hearts to Christ forever is worth it. Your children, they're worth it. Your grandchildren, they're worth it. Your great-grand-great-grand, if God chooses to tear it down the line, it's worth it. But not only it, the race, the purpose that he has for your life, all of that is good. But you run this race because he is worth it. Let us pray. Dear God, we just thank you right now. We're just praying for this time of 
emphasis on evangelism, Heavenly Father. I, I know that right now some are nervous. They don't, they don't know. They feel a, a healthy tension. It's healthy that's tugging at their hearts, and they, they know they need to do more. I pray that you will place in their heart. It's not about doing more. It's about being with you. Give them comfort in being with you. And by abiding in you, pursuing your heart daily, that you will continue to under, give them understanding of the power that they have within them to do. And that others are going to come alongside of them to help them to do so. Dear God, we're going to do like your word says. You says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Let my request be made known unto you with thanksgiving and supplication. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, regard my heart in Christ, you know, my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I choose to trust you even in this because of who you are. Help me, Lord. Help me. If there's any who don't have a relationship through faith in Christ Jesus that you can hear right now, make a commitment to follow Jesus. To trust in what he has done in your life. To trust that he died on the cross and that he rose again. And that by his power that you will commit your life to follow him and he will display his beauty and glory and give you strength even in the midst of trial. You can make that decision as well. And Heavenly Father, I pray for this church. The vision that you've given this church is an alignment of your heart. Continue to be with the pastors and the, the elders and the leaders of this church, Heavenly Father. I pray have mercy upon them, protect them. Continue to encourage the, them in the work they're doing a, a wonderful, mighty job in you. I can see it, Heavenly Father, even though I know it had to be tough at times because I've faced difficulty. But we thank you for allowing us to hear run, grace, run. Don't you ever stop. Don't you ever, ever. You may change positions. You may change occupations. But don't you ever stop. For your name's sake, Heavenly Father, by your power and your grace, I pray in the authority of Jesus. Amen.